Hello and thank you for logging on to the Memory Gauge, your new favourite Digimon card game podcast. I'm your host Connor and today we are finally getting around to our set review of the new set Next Adventure BT07. It's finally here, a new main set. I'm so excited to get all these new cards and strategies to play with. I hope you're excited too. There is a lot to talk about today. It's taken a long time to get this episode together because there's just so many new cool cards to discuss. I'm excited to finally be here, so we're going to get into it very, very shortly. But first, I just wanted to say a big Thank you to all of those listeners who have been very supportive over the last couple of weeks. Obviously, it's taken me a little bit of time to get this episode out. It's a little bit slower. I know that the podcast doesn't necessarily always follow strictly a week-to-week episode release. That's because it was always meant to be ever since I've started it. It's meant to be something that fits in around the other parts of my life, not necessarily take over my life. And I just want to give a shout out to all of you listeners who have been so supportive of that idea and understanding of the fact that things happen, life gets in the way, and it's not always going to follow a set release date, although I do try to stick to those. So everybody who's been supportive when I've said, oh, sorry, the episode's going to be late, everybody who's just been patient and waited for things to come out, I've not really received any negativity about being late or being behind the ball. So I just wanted to say that that really takes the pressure off me. and makes me happy to come and sit down in front of the microphone and record for you. So thank you very much for all of the support. And now let's get into the episode. Alright, we have Next Adventure BT07, it is here, and for those of you who are maybe interested in the other properties of Digimon, Next Adventure is based on the fourth anime series, Digimon Frontier, and in Digimon Frontier, the whole sort of um, gimmick of that season was that it wasn't human tamers and Digimon partners, it was human tamers who collected various sort of spirit MacGuffins, and they would be able to transform into Digimon. And so that is kind of the whole overarching theme of this set. We have hybrids, which we've seen before in things like Agunimon and Lobomon and Arbomon. We've seen cards that Digivolve over Tamers. This is a whole set built around that. So we're bringing Digimon that Digivolve over Tamers to every color. We're getting a bunch of new Tamer support mechanics. We're caring about having the hybrid type. Just a lot of support around those kind of cards, those kind of strategies. So we're seeing a lot, a lot of Tamer stuff in this set. If that's something you think is interesting, then that's going to be really exciting for you. And there's a lot of cool strategies and cool decks that have come out of this set. So I'm excited to get into it. We're going to take a look at the cards. But first... We have a few caveats, as always. Firstly, my opinions on these cards are just that. They are my opinions. They're based on me looking at the cards, using my own experience, my own knowledge, and making a judgment call. So that means that sometimes a card that you think is really good, I might say, "Mm, not my favorite, not the best. A card that you might think is really bad, I might really enjoy. That is fine. If we all had exactly the same opinions about each card, we'd all be playing the same decks because we'd think the same things were the best and the game would be really, really boring. So that difference of opinion is good. And if you do have a difference of opinion on a card that I talk about today, please let me know because I would love to have that discussion because maybe it just means I've missed something. And if I've missed something, I would love to know about it. Also, Unfortunately, I'm not going to get to every single card today. The episode is already a week late and my script is already over 20 pages long. So I have to limit myself at some point. So I'm not going to be able to get to every card. I'm just going to hit the ones that I think are the most impactful, the most important or the most interesting. So I do apologize if I miss your new favorite card. Again, feel free to let me know on the Discord, on Twitter, via email or via Facebook what your the card is that I missed talking about and why you're excited about it because I would love to have a discussion about it. All right, so today in part one of our set review, we're going to be talking about red, blue, and yellow, or the new red, blue, and yellow cards because we just, we'd be here for four hours if we tried to put this all into one episode. So today we're talking about red, blue, and yellow. If you're interested in the new red, blue, and yellow cards, 
listen on. If you're more interested in the new green, black, purple, and white cards, that's going to come in episode two, which will release in just a few days. So, of course, we're going to start off with red. We all know that red is my favorite color, so I love to start off with red because that helps me get excited to talk about these new cards. So, first, we have a new level two, of course, Kapurimon. Kapurimon says, while you have a Tamer in play, this Digimon gets plus 1,000 DP. Now, as red Digi-Eggs go, this is a pretty good one as far as I'm concerned. If you're playing a reasonable number of Tamers, or if your game plan involves getting a Tamer on board early, this is going to be active for a large portion of the game. And then once it's active, your Digimon gets the plus 1,000 boost during your whole turn, which is very relevant because other red Digi-Eggs have boosts that are kind of dependent on what you attack, so they might turn off or on throughout the turn. It does require you to have a Tamer on board, though, so if you're playing a Tamer light deck, this might be a better one of than a four of. Moving on to the level threes, and first up we have Flamemon. This is a level three, it costs three to play, zero to Digivolve, it has 1000 DP. It has the hybrid typing, which I thought was important to mention because a lot of the cards in this set care about cards which have hybrid typing. So Flamemon is a hybrid, and its effect says, on play, reveal the top four cards of your deck, add one card with hybrid in its traits, Susanimon or Takuya Kanbara, among them to your hand, place the remaining cards at the bottom of your deck in any order. So, Flamon is yet another searcher for a certain strategy. We've seen these before. In this case, it's a searcher for red hybrid. Now, I like how flexible Flamon is in that it can grab a lot of different pieces. It can grab a hybrid if you need a Digimon. It can grab Susanumon, which is a new level 7 if you need a finisher, or it can grab Takuya if you need your Tamer. And Takuya is a Tamer that, as we'll talk about, a deck can be built around. Unfortunately, you can only grab one of any of these, even if you reveal Takuya and Susanimon and a hybrid, and you only get to look at the top four cards of your deck, which does lower your chances of a hit, especially since two of your potential targets are, at least of this, as of this set, just one specific card in your deck. Still, three potential targets should mean that this is fairly consistent and great in a red hybrid deck. Flamemon also has an inheritable that says on deletion you may play one Takuya Kanbara from your hand without paying its memory cost. Now I like this inheritable because it means that you can attack for chip damage with your level 4s, level 5s and still get some value even if it gets deleted, playing a very, very relevant tamer for free. Overall, I love Flamemon, great support for the new red hybrid strategy. Next, we have Huckmon. This is a level 3 that costs 4 to play. It's 0 to Digivolve, and it has 3,000 DP. And it has, when attacking once per turn, reveal the top 5 cards of your deck. Add all cards with Systemon in their names among them to your hand. Place the remaining cards at the bottom of your deck in any order. And that's an inheritable effect. So, because it definitely needed it, we get some more support for the Jespon archetype in this set. End sarcasm. Huckmon is expensive to play, but it has respectable DP for a level 3, and it has a very relevant inheritable. It's going to let us fill our hand with Systemon, which we know that's powerful, because in a Jessmon deck, we need Systemon cards to play so we can activate our effects. Now, with correct sequencing, this can even turn around those situations where you have your Jessmon, but no Systemon in your hand or trash with just a bit of luck. You attack with Jessmon, and then you stack your triggers so that Huckmon goes off first. That way, you have a great chance of adding a system onto hand, and then you can play it with Jessmon's effect and get all your other bonuses. I think this is just a slam dunk in Jessmon decks as at least a two of. Moving on to the level fours now. First up, we have Burning Greymon. It costs six to play, three to Digivolve from a level three, one to Digivolve from a level four, and it has 6,000 DP. This is another hybrid as well. It has a main effect that reads, you may digivolve this card from your hand onto one of your red tamers as if the tamer is a level 3 red digimon for a memory cost of 2. It also has when digivolving, if a card with hybrid in its traits or Takuya Kanbara is in this digimon's digivolution cards, delete one of your opponent's digimon with 4000 DP or less. Now, right off the bat, I think this is a great card. It has a reasonable amount of DP for a level 4 at 6,000, so it's going to trade with most blockers and force your opponent to make tough blocking decisions. And you're in red, so there's every likelihood that this is going to have some kind of DP boost anyway. 
Three, the Digivolve is a bit expensive for a level four, but in decks that are making the best use of Burning Greymon, you're most likely going to be using it to Digivolve on top of your Tamers or level fours anyway, which you can do for just two or one memory. Doing so immediately lets you trigger that when Digivolving effect and delete an opposing Digimon. Now this kind of incidental removal can be very strong because you're going to want to Digivolve anyway, so potentially removing one of your opponent's Digimon at the same time is mostly just upside. The other part of this card that I like is the ability to Digivolve onto a level 4 for one memory because you can use this as a one memory removal effect or just get some extra card draw as you move up through your Digivolution chains. Now it's a shame that Burning Greymon has no inheritable effects but it already does so much that adding an inheritable effect would probably have been overkill. Overall I'm a big fan of Burning Greymon and just before we move on to the next card, I do want to remind everybody, Burning Greymon, for the purposes of cards that care about having Greymon in their name, is not a Greymon. It has that official errata that says that it doesn't count as a Greymon for the purposes of those cards, because it's not actually a Greymon in Japanese. It's been a little while since we had a Burning Greymon introduced to a set, so I thought I'd just reiterate that before we move on, for those people who might not know. What is a Greymon though is our first level 5 Metal Greymon. It costs 7 to play, 3 to Digivolve has 7000 DP. It has Main on play. If you have a Tamer in play, gain 2 memory. If you don't have a Tamer in play, you may play 1 red Tamer card from your hand without paying its memory cost. So speaking of Greymon, this is a Metal Greymon with some very useful effects. The cost reduction effect is very nice. If you have a Tamer, you get a level 5 straight into play for just 5 memory, which is a really good rate. And if you don't have a Tamer in play, then Metal Greymon gets you a Tamer into play for free, provided that that Tamer is red. But that's 2 for 1 off of a card. I like this card as a backup level 5 when there isn't another definite include, because having to hard play a level 5 when you're bricked can feel bad. But with Metal Greymon, it's either very cheap, or it comes in with a free red Tamer, which is great bang for your buck. It just helps you get unbricked and develop a board state. Its inheritable effect reads your turn once per turn when one of your opponent's Digimon is deleted, gain one memory. And this isn't bad at all. In a deck where you're planning to delete your opponent's Digimon, like Jessmon where you'll be attacking through them to pierce for example, or just any deck with heavy removal, this is going to net you a fair amount of memory over a game. And also, don't forget, Metal Greymon is a cyborg, meaning that it works with your Machine Dramon EX01 deck which can fetch this and manipulate it. Overall, I like this as a flexible new card, although it doesn't seem to slot neatly into one deck or another. It's just a really solid tech kind of a card. Next, we have Aldemon. This is a level 5. It costs 8 to play. 3 to Digivolve from a level 4. has 8,000 DP. It has when one of your Digimon with a Tamer card in its Digivolution cards Digivolves into this card in your hand, reduce the memory cost of the Digivolution by 2 which we're going to see a lot on the level 5 hybrids in this set. It also has, when Digivolving, if a card with hybrid in its traits is in this Digimon's Digivolution cards, this Digimon gets plus 4,000 DP for the turn. Now, Aldemon can Digivolve for very cheap. In a Tamer-heavy hybrid strategy, it's rarely going to cost you more than one memory to Digivolve into this card. And because it's so cheap, it's much more likely that you can keep control of the turn and attack with Aldemon, making use of its temporary 12,000 DP as a level 5, potentially taking something out or just having a, a surprise, safe attack into your opponent's security. This is all well and good, but... I think the real strength of this card is in its Inheritable, which is your turn while this Digimon has hybrid or 10 warriors in its traits, it doesn't activate security effects on option cards it checks. So giving the delicate plan effect to your win condition level 6 or 7 is a fantastic effect. It frees up a card slot, it keeps your Digimon safe over multiple turns, and it just really throws a wrench into strategies like security control. You can pair this with your Ancient Greymon for one big uncounterable security wiping attack because Ancient Greymon is a 10 warriors. It's no wonder that Red Hybrid is going to be a deck to contend with in BT7 when you have flexible cards like this for cheap digivolution and to protect your own win conditions. Moving on to the level 6s now, first up we have Avenge Kidmon. This costs 12 to play, 3 to digivolve, it has 11,000 DP. It has, when playing this card from your hand, reduce its memory cost by 1 for each option card in you and your opponent's trashes. And then it has on play. Return all cards with three Musketeers in their traits and all option cards from both players' trashes 
to the bottom of their owner's decks. If seven or more cards were returned using this effect, delete one of your opponent's Digimon with three Musketeers in its traits or 8,000 DP or less. Now this is a really interesting card. It has naturally been hyped up a bit as anti-three Musketeers tech, especially if we see side decks make their way into the regular game, which is a whole other thing. But this is going to completely ruin a Musketeer player's day, returning all the option cards they need in their trash to their deck and just turning off their strategy. And if you find yourself running into three Musketeers very often, maybe there's a lot of people at your locals who like playing the deck, this might be a good one-off inclusion in your deck just to fight that strategy. I think this could also there could also be a world in the future where this finds a home in maybe an option card heavy deck where the goal is to play as many options as possible and then drop Avenge Kidmon for dirt cheap. The only issue is you can only do that once because then it returns all those option cards to your deck. Overall, this is an odd card. It definitely seems designed more for flavor than strength to me. But anyone who's found that Musketeers has dominated their locals is going to be happy to pick up this card. Especially since you're going to be hard playing it, so it doesn't even need to match the colour of your deck. Next we have Emperor Greymon. One of my favourite cards of the set, because I'm a sucker for a big red level 6. It costs 12 to play, 4 to Digivolve, it has 12,000 DP, it is a hybrid, and it has when Digivolving, Blitz. This Digimon can attack when your opponent has one or more memory, and your turn once per turn when this Digimon is blocked, unsuspend it, and gain one memory for each Digivolution card this Digimon has with hybrid in its traits. It's no secret that I love the Blitz mechanic I used to main Shoutmon, so I am inclined to enjoy this card. It's also a hybrid, so we know that that interacts with a lot of cards in this set. Flamemon can search for Emperor Greymon, for instance, and Aldemon can give it that ability to negate security effects on option cards that it checks. Emperor Greymon forces your opponent into unfavorable blocking choices, either letting an attack through, and in red there's every chance that you'll have given Emperor Greymon one or even two extra security checks, or blocking the attack but giving you very often one, sometimes up to three or four extra memory depending on how you've built the stack. If you're going to build a deck around Emperor Greymon, I'd consider Atomic Inferno, which is a red one-cost option card that gives a Digimon plus 3,000 DP, security attack plus one, and your turn when this Digimon is blocked gain three memory for the turn, as long as that Digimon has hybrid in its form. And the great thing about Blitz is that you can use Atomic Inferno on your level five hybrid while you've got control of the turn, then Digivolve that Digimon into Emperor Greymon, attack with Blitz for the extra security attack. My overall assessment is that Emperor Greymon is strong, we know that the strongest cards tend to either remove your opponent's Digimon, attack multiple times in a turn, or both though, and Emperor Greymon does neither of those, but hybrid form Digimon gets so much support in this set, and in previous sets, that the deck can be very strong, and Emperor Greymon's going to be a great top-end card for that strategy. Next we have Chaos Dramon. This is a level 6 that costs 12 to play, 4 to Digivolve from either a black or a red Digimon, and has 12,000 DP. It has Machine in its trait, which I thought was worth pointing out, given the deck that this is meant to go in, that's going to be relevant. It has Your Machine Dramon can Digivolve into this card from your hand for a memory cost of 1, ignoring this card's Digivolution requirements. It also has When Digivolving, you may place one red or black level 5 card with Cyborg in its traits from your hand or trash, on top of this card's Digivolution cards to delete one of your opponent's Digimon with 6,000 DP or less for each level 5 card with Cyborg in its traits in this Digimon's Digivolution cards. Now, here is a missing piece for the Machine Dramon EX01 strategy. So your Chaos Dramon Digivolves on top of your Machine Dramon, and when it does, for each level 5 card with Cyborg in its traits in Chaos Dramon's Digivolution cards, you can delete an opposing Digimon, and you're gonna have a lot of level 5s because if we remember, the Machine Dramon EX01 places a number of level 5 cyborgs beneath it when you put it into play. I've found that when I'm playing my own Machine Dramon deck, it's easy to build a fairly impenetrable wall, but it's then hard to convert that into damage to your opponent and win the game. Chaos Dramon lets you wipe your opponent's board and get that damage in and win the game. Just be careful because Digivolving into Chaos Dramon does lose you Machine Dramon's protection ability, so your Chaos Dramon is going to be much more vulnerable on your opponent's turn. So just watch the timing of when you do Digivolve into Chaos Dramon. Now at this point I'm going to mention that in addition to all of the main set cards, Next Adventure BTO7 also includes 8 
promo cards, which are going to be found in the regular booster packs out of the booster boxes. You'll get four of these promo cards in a booster box, roughly one in every six packs, and it doesn't take up a super rare or secret rare slot, so it's like extra shiny. Each one is a mega level form, so a level six, of one of the Adventure Zero One Season Digi-Destins Digimon. That's like the original eight. Now, I already have a huge number of new cards to talk about, so I'm not going to go into detail on these because they're not technically part of the main set. I agonized over that, but there's too many cards. I've got to cut somewhere. This is what I decided to cut. But if you're interested, I may cover these promos at a later time. Let me know if you'd like me to do sort of a promo review video at some point. But for now, it's enough just to know that they're there and they have effects that are nice, but not necessarily revolutionary. Okay, moving on. Now we have the option cards. First up, we've got Flame Memory Boost. This costs three to play, and it has two main effects. The first is one of your Digimon gains security attack plus one for the turn, then place this card into your battle area. And then the second main effect is delay. So trash this card in your battle area to activate the effect below, but you can't activate this effect the turn this card enters play, and then it's gained two memory. So the classic memory boost effects of play the card, you get an effect, then it sits on your in your battle area until a later turn when you need the extra memory. Now I was initially very excited to see that Red was getting access to another memory boost because it only had one so far. And Red can sometimes have issues being memory efficient and the memory boost card seemed to go a long way towards rectifying that. Unfortunately, I think that Flame Memory Boost is just too expensive for what it does. If we compare it to Red Memory Boost, Red's other option, Red Memory Boost searches your top four cards for a Red Digimon card and adds it to your hand. In an average deck, which has anywhere from 36 to 40 Digimon cards, your chances are very high of getting a hit off that. So Red Memory Boost is very nearly always a draw one. Flame Memory Boost, by contrast, is the same amount of memory to give security attack plus one to one of your Digimon, which is all well and good, but at three memory, you're going to rarely be able to keep control of the turn to attack and take advantage of that extra security attack. If you want a security attack boost, Lightning Joust is a one-cost option that gives security attack plus one. Conditionally, admittedly, but it's not like it's a hard condition to meet. Or you could use Atomic Inferno, which we talked about before, if you're playing hybrids. If you just want the extra memory, Red Memory Boost has that same delay effect, but attached to a draw effect that's almost always going to hit. Flame Memory Boost has great art, but the effect just doesn't do enough for the memory cost for my tastes. Our next option card is Fire Drake Strike. This costs 4 to play. It has main, choose one of your Digimon with hybrid in its traits, delete one of your opponent's Digimon with DP less than or equal to the chosen Digimon's DP, and security, you may play one Takuya Kanbara from your hand or trash without paying its memory cost. Here, I'm going to let you behind the scenes of the making of one of these set review episodes. Part of the research I do for these episodes, and I do just a lot of research, is looking at tournament winning decks from the set in Japan. And now that we have this information from America, if I've been a bit late. I can search by card, I can see how many and what kind of decks are including each card, and from that I can make extrapolations about the use and power of each card. Now this is just one part of my research, I do other stuff as well, and this isn't perfect. I often find that I rate cards highly that don't appear in tournament winning deck lists and vice versa. And this is one of those times. I couldn't find a single tournament winning deck list that included Fire Drake Strike recorded from the Japanese version of the BT7 meta. But I still love the card. As long as you have a level 6 hybrid out, it's just 4 memory to delete very nearly any Digimon on your opponent's field, which is a great rate for that effect. And that security effect of getting Takuya Kanbara, which is a very relevant tamer for red hybrid decks, as we're going to see in a second, seems quite good, although I wish Fire Drake Strike was also added to your hand by that effect. It does feel like a win more card. To delete anything substantial, you need a level 5 or a 6 on the field, and at that point you're probably in a good position anyway. So, while I would be remiss to not note the card's flaws, I still like the rate, I like the security effect, I like the art, and I intend to try to make this card work. So call this the, it's not good, but I like it anyway, of the episode. 
Next we have Gigastorm. Now this is seven to play. It has a main effect that says delete up to two of your opponent's Digimon with 8,000 DP or less. Now one of my favorite cards from the Gallopmon Red starter deck was Atomic Blaster because it lets you delete any number of Digimon with a total DP of 8,000 or less. So it's quite flexible. You can delete one level five Digimon or four or even more level three Digimon. Gigastorm it's not quite as flexible, but it does delete multiple Digimon, which can often be more necessary to stop your opponent from winning than just deleting one large Digimon. There's a definite role for this as like blocker deletion as well, and overall I just think it's a solid card. Not much else to say about it. Our final red card we're going to talk about is Takuya Kanbara. Now this is a Tamer card, it costs 3 to play. It has Security, play this card without paying its memory cost. Main, once per turn, you may place five cards with hybrid in their traits from your trash under this tamer in any order to digivolve it into an Emperor Greymon in your hand for its digivolution cost as if this tamer is a level 5 red Digimon. It has Inheritable, your turn. This Digimon gets plus 2000 DP. While this Digimon has 10,000 DP or more, it gains Security Attack plus 1. So Takuya is the heart and soul of the red hybrid deck in BT7. The point, part of the point there is to build a big Emperor Greymon with lots of inheritable effects from these hybrids or just lots of hybrids beneath it. Get it out cheap because you go straight from a tamer to the level 6, attack, win, etc. Plus it gets a power boost and usually it's going to get extra security attack because of Takuya's inheritable. Now there is as I'm sure anybody who's been paying attention to the discussion around this set has seen, if you're interested in red, there is some cool trickiness that you can do with this card that has to do with the fact that whether or not you have an Emperor Greymon in your hand is secret information. Your opponent doesn't know what you have in your hand, and you can pay the cost of an effect in Digimon without doing the rest. You can always pay the cost even if you can't do the rest. It's just something about the way the rules work. So what you can do is you can pay the cost of placing five cards with hybrid in their traits from your trash beneath Takuya Kanbara. You can pay the cost and then you say, oh, but I'm, I don't have an Emperor Greymon in my hand or I just, I don't, I don't want to do the next part of the effect. The Digivolve into an Emperor Greymon. Sorry. So then what happens is you have a Takuya Kanbara with five hybrids beneath it that is still a tamer. And then the idea is what you do is you digivolve over it from there with another hybrid and you get up to Ancient Greymon because Ancient Greymon has the text that says your turn for each Digimon card in this Digimon's Digivolution cards with Greymon in its name or hybrid in its form, this Digimon gains security attack plus one. So, that means that you go from Takuya, you Digivolve up to Ancient Greymon, you have an Ancient Greymon that technically has security attack plus five, plus six, plus seven. Which is nuts. It's too much. You don't need that many security attacks. That's definitely going to be an OTK, so long as you have at least one other attack to follow up on. So that's the cool trickiness that you can do. It's a lot of steps, and you need some expensive cards. I tried to build the deck myself, believe me. It's pricey to get all these Ancient Greymons, Promo Agudimons, etc. But it's cool. It's something unique to the way that the Digimon rules work. It's interesting. It's going to make your opponent have to call a judge over. That's the way that it works. Um, so if you're looking to do something that's going to cause a huge discussion in your locals about the way that the rules work and cause you to have to look things up online, but ultimately will have a very cool, very splashy effect, basically all the things that I love about the game, you're going to want to play Takuya Kanbara, you're going to want to play Red Hybrid. Okay, moving on now to the new blue cards in the set. First up, we have the new blue level 2, Bukamon. Bukamon says, your turn once per turn, when you play a Digimon from one of your Digimon's Digivolution cards, gain one memory. Now, Bukamon works with the new Waymon cards, which are all about playing cards from your own Digivolution cards as new Digimon. 
But there's some cards already in the game that have this same effect. Kaiser Nail is a four-cost option card that lets you play a card from your Digivolution cards as a separate Digimon, and with Bukamon's Inheritable of Active, that would just cost three memory. Three memory for potentially a level five onto the field is really, really good. Metal Garurumon BT1 is a blue level six that has, when attacking, play one level four or lower Digivolution card under this Digimon as another Digimon without paying its memory cost. And Bukamon lets you gain a memory for that as well, so you end up memory positive. This is definitely a niche effect, but it's the sort that when you get to use it and abuse it, you're going to feel very clever. And I like that Blue's gone in kind of a new effect direction for this set. Moving on to the level 3s, first we have Gomamon. So this costs 3 to play, 0 to Digivolve, has 3000 DP, and it has on play, when played from Digivolution cards, draw 2. Speaking of playing cards from your Digivolution cards, Gomamon is great draw power in a Waymon deck. I got a chance to play a Waymon build with one of my friends, Sai, and you're going to end up with a lot of cards in hand thanks to Gomamon. It's going to be interesting to see what comes of this blue effect in future, but keep Gomamon in mind in case this effect that where you want to play cards out of your own Digivolution cards should come up again in future. Next we have Strabimon. Strabimon costs 3 to play, 0 to Digivolve, it has 1000 DP. It has on play, reveal the top 4 cards of your deck, add 1 card with hybrid in its traits, Susanumon or Koji Minamoto among them to your hand, place the remaining cards at the bottom of your deck in any order. And then it's inheritable, says on deletion you may play 1 Koji Minamoto from your hand without paying its memory cost. Now this is another hybrid tamer search effect, like Flamemon, but in blue. If you're playing a blue hybrid deck, especially one built around Koji Minamoto, you're going to want Strabimon. Basically, everything I said about Flamemon earlier applies here. This is the blue Flamemon. So it's good. Next, we have the level 4s, and first up is Kumamon, which is 5 to play, 2 to Digivolve, has 4000 DP. It has you may Digivolve this card from your hand onto one of your blue tamers, as if the tamer is a level 3 blue Digimon. has when Digivolving, trash one Digivolution card from the bottom of one of your opponent's Digimon. Now this is a slightly weaker kind of a Lobomon, but it has a when Digivolving effect. Now there's a cool deck to be built that merges hybrid strategies with a Digivolution card's trashing strategy, or a source stripping strategy. Pair Kumamon with cards like Howling Memory Boost that frees your opponent's Digimon with no sources, maybe even Hexablamon. All of the stuff that is hybrid support and all of the stuff that cares about your opponent's Digimon having no sources, that is what you want to kind of meld with this Kumamon line, and I think it's really, really quite cool. Next we have Kendo Garurumon. Now this is 6 to play, 3 to Digivolve from a level 3, 1 to Digivolve from a level 4, and it has 6000 DP. It also has, you may digivolve this card from your hand onto one of your blue tamers as if the tamer is a level 3 blue Digimon for a memory cost of 2. When digivolving, if this card, if a card with hybrid in its traits or Koji Minamoto is in this Digimon's Digivolution cards, this Digimon gains jamming for the turn. Now, like Kumamon before it, Kendo Garurumon is a hybrid, which as we know is very relevant in this set. I like that it nets you extra draw power when you digivolve over a level 3 or a level 4. It's a sizable 6,000 DP, so like Burning Greymon, it forces your opponent into uncomfortable blocks, and it can have jamming, so it's going to be a reasonably safe early game attacker a lot of the time when on the turn you Digivolve into it. This is kind of just better than Lobomon in most situations, except that Lobomon is cheaper to Digivolve from a level 3, so it's not quite a strict improvement, but... There's not many situations where you would play a Lobomon where you can't just play Kendogarurumon instead. It's also worth noting, as we noted that Burning Greymon is not technically a Greymon when it comes to effects, Kendogarurumon is not technically a Garurumon. So your things like Nokia, your Garurumons that care about Digivolving into Garurumon, etc. won't work with Kendogarurumon. Just something to note. Next... We have Kori Kakumon. This is a level 4 that costs 6 to play. 3 to Digivolve from level 3, 1 to Digivolve from level 4. It has 6,000 DP. You may Digivolve this card from your hand onto one of your blue tamers, as if the tamer is a level 3 blue Digimon for a memory cost of 2. When Digivolving, if a card with hybrid in its traits or Tommy Himi is in this Digimon's Digivolution cards, one of your opponent's Digimon with no Digivolution cards can't attack or block until the end of their next turn. 
So this is another blue hybrid, and just like Kendo Garurumon, Kori Kakumon offers extra card draw and tamer utilities. Kori Kakumon also freezes a sourceless Digimon when it digivolves, which slows your opponent's strategy down, gives you time to get your own strategy into play. So if you want to build that hybrid source stripping strategy, Kori Kakumon is going to be a great inclusion in that strategy because it's just a, a really cheap, low-level way to slow your opponent down and get your strategy online. Next up, we have the level 5s, and first is Dai Penmon. Costs 7 to play, 3 to Digivolve, 7000 DP, has a ridiculous design for what it's meant to be. It, it's a penguin with two that wields two icy poles as weapons. It's cool, but it's weird. Uh, it has when Digivolving. For each Digimon your opponent has with no Digivolution cards, draw 1. And opponent's turn, while a card with hybrid is in its trait, is in this Digimon's Digivolution cards, None of your opponent's level 3 Digimon can attack. So Daipenmon is going to draw you a lot of cards in the right deck. If you can get the field set up and strip your opponent's sources, there's no reason you can't draw 3 or even 4 cards when you Digivolve into this Digimon, including the card that you naturally draw for Digivolving, of course. Count that double if your opponent's playing something like Commandramon or Rookie Rush that wants to play a lot of cards with no sources. You're just going to totally run away with in terms of card advantage in that case. This also locks your opponent's level 3s and keeps them from attacking, which turns off Rookie Rush strategies as long as you can get a hybrid card beneath Daipenmon. Ultimately, I really like the flexibility of this card. Our next level 5 is Beowulfmon. It costs 7 to play, 3 to Digivolve. It has 7,000 DP. It has when one of your Digimon with a Tamer card in its Digivolution cards Digivolves into this card in your hand. Reduce the cost of the Digivolution by 2. It has, when attacking, you may return one Digimon card with hybrid in its traits from this Digimon's Digivolution cards to your hand to return one of your opponent's level 4 or lower Digimon to its owner's hand. Trash all the Digivolution cards of that Digimon. It should, in a hybrid-focused deck, always be very cheap to Digivolve into Beowulfmon. It also gives you a way to reuse your hybrids and remove your opponent's Digimon at the same time. Hybrids, for the most part, don't really have inheritable effects, so you don't mind losing that source to bounce something of your opponent's, and then you get a chance to use that hybrid card in your hand to Digivolve over one of your other Tamers and get another body on board. The downside is you're going to have to attack with Beowulfmon, which is otherwise a fairly weak Digimon, and risk it being deleted by battle or security check. But that ability to remove a blocker, because most blockers are level 4 or lower, is very strong. And sometimes you can really set your opponent back. Next, we have Wegarurumon. Now, Wegarurumon is a level, level 5. Costs 7 to play, 3 to Digivolve. It has 7,000 DP. It has on play... If you have a Tamer card in play, gain 2 memory. If you don't have a Tamer in play, you may play one blue Tamer card from your hand without paying its memory cost. It also has, as an inheritable, your turn, once per turn, when this Digimon becomes unsuspended during your main phase, gain 1 memory. Now this card is fantastic in Waymon, where you can play it for free from your Digivolution cards, and then get plenty of value from the on-play effect. And we're going to talk about Waymon in a second, and you'll see what I mean. It requires some work to set up to make the most of that inheritable, but this could be a good tech card in something like Old Force Vidramon, which both wants to have Tamers in play and unsuspend your Old Force on your turn. Like Metal Greymon in red, this doesn't feel like a very focused card, but that's kind of some something that's in its favour. It doesn't slot neatly into one deck archetype, so it's up to you to find a place for it, and it just helps you to get unbricked and is really just a good tech level 5. The last level 5 in blue that we're going to talk about is Waymon. It costs 8 to play, 3 to Digivolve, has 7000 DP, and it says, On play, you may play one level 3 Digimon card from one of your Digimon's Digivolution cards as another Digimon without paying its memory cost. If you do, you may place one blue Digimon card from your hand at the bottom of one of your Digimon's Digivolution cards. So that says Digimon and Digivolution cards a lot. Ultimately, it's a very interesting effect. Not only do you play a level 3 Digimon for free, getting two bodies for one when you hard play your Waymon, you also then get to reload a source under one of your Digimon, potentially adding a relevant source to a Digimon that didn't get a chance to have that source when it was Digivolving. I hope we're going to see more support for this mechanic in future, because I think it's a very interesting space to play in. You're going to want to pair this 
with King Waymon, which we're going to talk about in a second, but some level threes you might want to play in this deck to get the on-play effect of. Uh, Garbimon BT1, which will draw you a card. Gomamon BT7 that we talked about, which will draw you two. Or Garbimon BT5, if you're pairing this with Garurumon and Omnimon cards and need to search for them. Moving on to the level sixes now. First up, we have King Waymon. This is a level six that costs 12 to play. Four to Digivolve. It has 11,000 DP. It has, when attacking, you may play one level three Digimon card or one Waymon from this Digimon's Digivolution cards as another Digimon without paying its memory cost. It also has your turn when you play a Digimon from one of your Digimon's Digivolution cards. Return one of your opponent's level four or lower Digimon to its owner's hand. Trash all the Digivolution cards of that Digimon. Obviously, the dream with this card is going to be to use its effect to play a Waymon, then use Waymon to play a level 3, getting two bodies on board for free. If you can unsuspend King Waymon, you can use its effect multiple times in a single turn, and its bounce effect is going to trigger every time you play a card from your sources in a turn. This requires a lot of setup, and there aren't that many payoffs yet, but if you're looking for a fun off the beaten track deck for BT7, like I know I am, I'm going to build this deck, King Waymon could be the card for you. Next up we have Magna Garurumon. Magna Garurumon costs 12 to play, 4 to Digivolve, has 12,000 DP, it has when Digivolving, when attacking once per turn. You may return one Digimon card with hybrid in its traits from this Digimon's Digivolution cards to your hand to return one of your opponent's Digimon with the same level as that returned card to its owner's hand. Trash all of the Digivolution cards of that Digimon. This is a cool effect because you get it when you Digivolve and then again on subsequent turns you can get it when you attack. So it's not like a one-off, you get to reuse it over and over again. And you get to use it on the turn you Digivolve when otherwise you might not get to attack. So it's just giving you kind of an extra activation of this effect if you need it. Keep in mind that if you can keep control of the turn when you Digivolve into Magna Garurumon, that once per turn Rider is going to stop it from activating when you then attack. If it's activated off Digivolving, you don't get to activate it off of attacking. It still cancels the one effect for the once per turn. The inheritable of this says your turn once per turn when an effect, uh, not the inheritable, the second effect of this says your turn once per turn when an effect adds a card to your hand, you may unsuspend one of your Digimon, which is pretty cool. If you're looking for something powerful to play in this set, Magna Garurumon has power in spades. Historically, what we've seen and what I've found when I've looked at it is that the strongest sort of boss Digimon or main Digimon in a winning deck have had both a removal effect and some kind of effect that lets them do multiple checks or attack multiple times in a turn. Magna Garurumon has both. Hybrids come at every level, so you should be able to remove any troublesome Digimon with its first effect. You'll be able to target any level Digimon. And its second effect is not going to be difficult to trigger at all. Any effect that returns something to your hand, or even an effect that draws you a card, is going to let you unsuspend one of your Digimon. And, remember, it doesn't have to be Magna Garurumon if there's something else that would be more beneficial for you to unsuspend. A couple of notes. Drawing from Digivolution and drawing in your draw phase don't count for Magna Garurumon's effect. Basically, Magna Garurumon is a strong Digimon. It can keep your opponent's board clear and it can deal significant damage. So, it's a very cool card worth building a deck around. Next we have Ancient Megatheriumon. This is a level 6 that costs 13 to play, 5 to Digivolve, 13,000 DP. It's a 10 Warriors card, so it has that relevant typing. It has when Digivolving. For each card with hybrid in its traits in this Digimon's Digivolution cards, trash one Digivolution card from the bottom of each of your opponent's Digimon. Then, for each Digimon your opponent has with no Digivolution cards, draw two. It also has on deletion, you may play one blue level four or lower card with hybrid in its traits from your hand without paying its memory cost. Oh my goodness, this is crazy. Ancient Megatheriumon is a great top end card for a hybrid based source stripping strategy. It doesn't deal significant damage itself, just one check, although 13,000 DP is nothing to scoff at, but it does add a lot of cards to hand and replace itself when it's deleted. There's every chance you're going to strip every source from every one of your opponent's Digimon when you Digivolve into this and draw just a bucket load of cards. You won't want four of this necessarily, but even decks that are all source stripping and very few hybrids will still be able to make use of this card. 
Next up, we have the option cards, and first is Blue Hawaii Death. Now this is an option that costs 2 to play, and it has main for the turn, one of your Digimon gets plus 3000 DP and can also attack your opponent's unsuspended Digimon with no Digivolution cards. Plus 3000 DP is a very large power boost, and that ability to attack unsuspended Digimon with no sources is very useful. We saw Ikakumon EX01C play as a tech card in a lot of decks for exactly that effect, and Blue Hawaii Death can give it to any Digimon. Two memory cost means you're not always going to be able to use this option card and then still attack, and you need a way to strip sources if you want any sort of consistency with this card, but otherwise it seems fun, if not necessarily too strong. Next we have Starlight Velocity. This costs 3 to play. It says you may play one Tamer card or one Digimon card with hybrid in its traits from one of your Digimon's Digivolution cards as a Tamer or another Digimon without paying its memory cost. Then Security says you may play one Koji Minamoto from your hand or trash without paying its memory cost. This is a cool seeming effect, but it feels very limited, only being able to target hybrids or tamers. If there were hybrids with on-play effects in blue, this might be better, but as it stands, I don't feel like this card does enough to be worth the cost. It is worth noting that it has no level cap, so if there's a level 5 or 6 hybrid underneath one of your Digimon, this could be cool, you bring that out for free, but those situations are going to be few and far between, I think. Next we have Tidal Wave. Tidal Wave is a 7 cost option card. It says main. Choose up to 2 Digimon cards in the Digivolution cards of one of your Digimon and play them as another Digimon without paying their memory costs. Now this is exactly the kind of card I like. It's expensive, it's impactful, and it seems very fun. The cards you choose both have to be beneath the same Digimon, but there are ways around that. One use of this card that I have seen is as rather a spicy tech in a Machine Dramon EX01 deck to play level 5 Digimon from beneath your Machine Dramon. This card is probably too expensive memory wise to see competitive play, but 2 Digimon for 1 card is great if you have worthwhile targets. Moving on to the Tamers now, first we have Tommy Himi. This is a 3 cost Tamer, it has security, play this card without paying its memory cost. On play, trash three Digivolution cards from the bottom of one of your opponent's Digimon, and its inheritable says when attacking once per turn, until the end of your opponent's next turn, one of your opponent's Digimon with no Digivolution cards can't attack or block. Tommy trashes a lot of Digivolution cards all at once, which even outside a specific hybrid source stripping deck is a pretty good rate. The inheritable is a repeatable howling memory boost effect, which is excellent if you can keep the Digimon on top of Tommy on the field and attacking, you can keep a Digimon locked. Blue Hybrid is a very strong deck in the BT7 meta, and building it as a source stripping deck around Tomihimi is one very effective way to build the deck. I would expect to see a lot of Tommy. Finally we have Koji Minamoto. This is a 3 cost tamer. It says security, play this card without paying its memory cost. Main, once per turn, you may place 5 cards with hybrid in their traits from your hand under this tamer in any order to digivolve it into a Magnogurumon from your hand for its digivolution cost, as if this tamer is a level 5 blue digimon. Then its inheritable says your turn once per turn, when an effect adds a card to your hand, gain 1 memory. Then this digimon can't be blocked for the turn. Koji is a blue version of Takuya, but rather than grabbing hybrids from your trash, it has to grab them from your hand. It is a lot easier in blue to get a lot of cards to hand, so this isn't too difficult to achieve. The Inheritable is very useful, not just gaining your memory, but also letting you have an unblockable attack. Pair this with Magna Garurumon to get multiple attacks in a turn, one of them being unblockable, so long as you can consistently add cards to your hand. Overall, I think this is a great strategy to build around. It's got some interesting pieces that you kind of have to keep in mind to make it work, but if you can, it's going to be very, very strong. Moving on to the new yellow cards now, and first up we have the new yellow level 2 Pursurimon. This says, your turn, when this card is trashed, due to activating this Digimon's Digiburst, one of your opponent's Digimon gets minus 1000 DP for the turn. Now, yellow in this set is getting Digiburst support. That's kind of the secondary mechanic that the yellow cards in this set are playing with, outside of, of course, hybrid stuff. That minus 1000 is going to outright delete some level 3s, or it could be just what you need to finish reducing a Digimon to 0 DP, or it could be enough to weaken a Digimon and you can attack over it. 
If you're planning to use a lot of Digiburst effects, then Pursurimon could be a great choice of Digi-Egg. We're going to see some new Digiburst cards for yellow in this set, but other than that, your options do include War Growlmon BT4, which is a level 5 with Digiburst to give minus 4,000 DP to an opponent's Digimon, and Varojurumon, which is a level 6 with Digiburst 3. All your opponent's Digimon get minus 4,000 DP for the turn. Some other options just to round out that Digiburst deck. I think this is a very interesting theme for yellow, and I'm interested to see where this goes in future sets as well. On to the level 3s now. First up, we have Harrismon. This costs 3 to play, 0 to Digivolve, has 2000 DP, and its inheritable says when this card is trashed, due to activating this Digimon's Digiburst, return this card to its owner's hand. Now, I'm very excited because this plays into my need for completion. It's finally finishing a cycle of cards that was started way back in Great Legend BT4. Every other color got a functionally identical version of this card in that set. And finally, yellow gets its version just in time for a Digiverse theme in yellow. If, again, you're planning to repeatedly use Digiverse effects, Harrismon's going to be great value. You can recur it over and over again, get it back into your hand as a level 3, get more Digivolutions, draw more cards. So if you're planning to use Digiburst, this is a must include. Moving on to the level 4s now. First up we have Bulkmon. This is 4 to play, 2 to Digivolve. It has 5,000 DP and its inheritable says opponent's turn while you have 3 or more security cards. This Digimon gains blocker. Now there's not too much to say about Bulkmon. It's nice to have a big blocker at level 5 or level 6. It really makes it hard for your opponent to attack into you. So if you're looking for big defense, Bulkmon could be a good way to go, especially because in yellow you've got lots of recovery effects you can kind of control staying above three security. The only other thing I wanted to point out is, as far as I'm concerned, this Digimon was designed around the wrong way. I think you should want Blocker when you have fewer security cards, not more, because you don't want to lose Blocker as you get closer to losing the game. Just be careful, because you are going to lose that Blocker effect once you go below three security cards so you might lose blocker just when you really need it next we have philmon this is another level four it costs five to play two to digivolve it has four thousand dp and it has a main effect that says digiburst two so you trash two of this digimon's digivolution cards to activate the effect below one of your opponent's digimon gains security attack minus two until the end of your opponent's next turn. So finally, we see a yellow Digimon with Digiburst after we've seen all this support so far. Philmon helps protect you from opposing Digimon and it helps you to activate your Digiburst support. It's just a shame that Philmon has no inheritable effect though. Overall, this feels kind of a bit weak. I would have liked to have something with a bit more oomph and if I was playing a Digiburst focused deck in yellow, I would probably pick War Growlmon over this, but the fact that it's a main effect and you can choose when to activate it does give it a bit of flexibility. The last... We've got two more level 4s to talk about. Sorry. First one is Kazemon. I almost forgot to talk about it because at 5 to play, 2 to Digivolve, 5000 DP and the effect you may Digivolve this card from your hand onto one of your yellow tamers as if the tamer is a level 3 yellow Digimon. This is basically Lobomon, but in yellow. We all know that Lobomon, Agudimon, etc. are really, really good for getting that final attack in to win the game. It's very hard for your opponent to interact with your tamer, so you can clear out their security. They can't remove your last attack because you digivolve over your tamer, and you get to win the game that way. Now, yellow has a Lobomon too. It has Kazemon. So, when you're playing against yellow and they've got a tamer out, now you can feel just as unsafe as you do playing against blue, playing against red. And then the final yellow level 4 that we have to talk about is Zephyrmon. It costs 6 to play, 3 to Digivolve from a level 3, 1 to Digivolve from a level 4, 6,000 DP. You may, it says you may Digivolve this card from your hand onto one of your yellow tamers as if the tamer is a level 3 yellow Digimon for a memory cost of 2. And it has when Digivolving if a card with hybrid in its traits or Zoe or Emoto is in this Digimon's Digivolution cards 
all of your security Digimon get plus 3,000 DP until the end of your opponent's next turn. This is another fantastic hybrid option for Yellow. For the turn that you Digivolve into Zephyrmon, your security Digimon are going to get a significant power boost, which is a great way to defend against OTK strategies like Jessmon, because those strategies often require being strong enough to survive security battles and an extra 3,000 boost on your Digimon, potentially even augmented by cards like TK Takaishi from the Heaven's Yellow starter deck, makes it much more unlikely that one attack is going to take out all of your security. It's a bit more expensive to Digivolve over a Digimon with this, but it's the same cost to Digivolve over a Tamer. So again, another good hybrid Digimon to benefit, to complement Kazimon. Moving on to the level 5s now, first up we've got Jet Silphimon. This costs 7 to play, 3 to Digivolve, has 7000 DP. It has when one of your Digimon with a Tamer card in its Digivolution cards Digivolves into this card in your hand, reduce the memory cost of the Digivolution by 2. It also has when Digivolving, if a card with Hybrid in its traits is in this Digimon's Digivolution cards, Recovery plus 1. In a hybrid heavy deck, this is going to cost just one memory to Digivolve into, which is a fantastic rate for any level 5. Usually the best ones we see, like the cheapest ones, are 2, so Digivolving into a level 5 for 1, mwah, fantastic. Especially because it has a relevant effect. The recovery here is very useful, and then combined with effects like Zephyrmon boosting your security Digimon's DP, it's going to make it very difficult for opponents to safely attack you and make any real progress in reducing your security. The next level 5 we have is Steffelmon. It costs 8 to play, 3 to Digivolve, has 7000 DP. It has main, when Digivolving, if this Digimon has one Digivolution card, you may place up to two yellow level 4 or lower Digimon in your hand at the bottom of this Digimon's Digivolution cards, then draw one for each card placed by this effect. It also has an inheritable that says your turn when this card is trashed due to activating this Digimon's Digiburst, one of your Digimon gains security attack plus one. Steffelmon is a very interesting piece of Digiburst support because it's going to let you refill its Digivolution cards if either you've already discarded them due to Digiburst effects or you have to Digivolve Steffelmon from a Digimon which itself has no sources. And then it lets you add cards to your hand in the bargain, drawing up to two. So you end up ahead on cards because you have to put the Steffelmon out of your hand, you draw one card to replace it, you draw another card extra. The Inheritable effect here is also excellent. It gives you a bonus security attack for discarding the card into a Digiburst effect. The timing is going to be important on this card to maximize that security attack, but it should be very useful in a Digiburst deck, especially when paired with our next new card, which is our first level 6, Rasenmon. It costs 11 to play, 5 to Digivolve, has 11,000 DP. It has, when Digivolving into this card from your hand, the memory cost of the Digivolution is equal to the number of cards in your security stack. If you have zero security cards, the memory cost is one. It also has main once per turn, Digiburst up to four. So you can choose how many cards to trash up to four of its Digivolution cards to activate the effect. And the effect is one of your opponent's Digimon gets minus 3000 DP for the turn for each card trashed by this card's effect. Now this could be as low as one cost to Digivolve into, although if it is, you're likely in some pretty dire straits. The Digiburst effect is very flexible, you can delete one large Digimon, you can delete multiple small ones, you can delete multiple Digimon over multiple turns if you only activate the effect with one or two cards at a time. If you partner this up with Steffelmon, then you're not only removing opposing Digimon, but also attacking for two checks. You might also want to utilize this card with cards that let you control the number of security cards you have, like Blinding Ray. So that you can purposefully cause your Rasenmon to be cheaper. And then you're also going to want to include recovery cards to get your security back once you've Digivolved into Rasenmon. I think my favorite part about this is because you can use the Digiburst sort of over multiple turns, you can partner it with Steffelmon and get access to that security attack plus one over multiple turns, dealing massive damage on more than one subsequent turn, which is really cool and a really nice interaction between these cards and shows off what they can do. This should be a really fun deck to build around. Next we have Kazuchimon. This is a level 6 that costs 12 to play, 5 to Digivolve, wait for it though, 12,000 DP. It has when Digivolving. If you have 3 or more security cards, gain 2 memory. If you have 2 or fewer security cards, you may recovery plus 1 until there are 3 cards in your security stack. Then 
It also has your turn while you have three or more security cards. This Digimon gains security attack plus one. Now, what I love about this is the flexibility of this card. It's either a three cost Digivolution into a level six or a very solid recovery effect where the ceiling is it adds three cards to your security. Then, while you have three or more security cards, Kazuchiwon checks two security on attacking. At 12,000 DP in yellow, no less, which doesn't tend to have very strong Digimon, that is quite strong. There's plenty of cards in yellow that care about that three security threshold as well. You've got Boutmon, Bulkmon, Pulsemon from this set. They all have effects that trigger when you're at or above three security cards. Then you also have Bulkmon BT6, which is a level four that will get security attack plus one when you're at three or more security cards. So that's a good follow-up to Kazuchimon. If you're interested in playing around with the number of security cards you have and you want to kind of manipulate your own security, but not in a security control kind of way, Kazuchimon is very fun. And then the last level 6 we have to talk about is Ancient Kazimon. It's 13 to play, 5 to Digivolve, 13,000 DP. It has opponent's turn while a card with hybrid in its traits is in this Digimon's Digivolution cards. All of your security Digimon get plus 4,000 DP. And then it also has on deletion, you may play one yellow level 4 or lower card with hybrid in its traits from your hand without paying its memory cost. Now I am not a huge fan of Ancient Kazimon. We've already seen plenty of effects that power up your security Digimon. 4000 DP is a significant boost, but at level six and for a five cost to Digivolve, there's surely better cards that we could be playing in this so slot. Sakuyamon, for example, just completely removes the ability for an opponent's Digimon coming out of raising to even damage your security cards, which is much better than a plus 4,000 boost, because your opponent can still choose to attack in and you'll still lose a security card even, they get even if they get deleted, and if they hit an option or a tamer, they may not even get deleted. Ultimately, unless you're doing a theme deck where you're building around these cards, I would skip Ancient Kazimon. It just doesn't seem to do enough for the amount that it's requiring you to put in. Moving on to the option cards now, we've got three to talk about. First up is Ultra Turbulence, which is a two-cost option, which says main one of your opponent's Digimon and all your opponent's security Digimon get minus 3,000 DP for the turn. Now, Ultra Turbulence makes it slightly safer to attack into your opponent's security, or it deletes a level three Digimon of your opponent's. But even at just two memory, I don't think this card does enough. For two more memory, just four, you get Spiral Masquerade, which has a much higher ceiling. And it doesn't even activate out of just your security, it just goes straight to hand. Ultimately, even though it's only two memory, I don't think it does enough. I would call this a safe skip. Next, we have Electric Rush, which is a two cost option card. It says main, one of your Digimon gets plus 3000 DP for the turn. Then if you have three security cards, unsuspend one of your Digimon. Plus 3000 DP is a sizable boost and unsuspending a Digimon is obviously pretty great. If you can have access consistently to two or more memory, then this is going to be a useful tech card, especially if you can use your own card effects like Kazuchimon, for example, to keep yourself at that three security card threshold. Pair this with a Digimon that has security attack plus one or more like Kazuchimon to take out your all your opponent's security in one turn. Ultimately, this is going to require a bit of work to make it work, but I think it's fun and it's going to be interesting to try and make it work. Next we have, and I'm going to mess this up, Qualialis Blast. Qualialis? Qualilu. Qualialis Blast. It's a five cost option. It has when using this card from your hand, its memory cost is equal to the number of cards in your security stack. And then it has main, one of your opponent's Digimon, gets minus 3000 DP for the turn. Then one of your Rasenmon gains security attack plus one for the turn. This is obviously a very specific niche card. If you're playing Rasenmon, this could be a great card. The fewer security you have, the cheaper it is. So you could potentially be removing an opponent's level three Digimon and taking out an extra security for just one or two memory. Outside of Rasenmon though, sadly, this is outclassed by other option cards. And then the final yellow card we have to talk about is Zoe Orimoto. It costs three to play. It is a tamer. It has security. Play this card without paying its memory cost. On play, you may search your security stack for one card with hybrid or 10 warriors in its traits. Reveal it and add it to your hand. If you added a card to your hand, recovery plus one. Then shuffle your security stack. And then it has an inheritable that says opponent's turn. All of your security Digimon get plus 3000 DP. 
Now the on play effect of this card is very similar to that of TK Takaishi VT1, albeit a little more specific, but you can still consistently draw a card from your security if you're playing a hybrid heavy deck. If you activate this effect while you have Dynasmon out and three or fewer security by the way, Dynasmon is going to trigger from you adding a card to your hand and cause you to gain a security. You'll go up by a security, which is not bad for three memory and there's some cool things that you can do with this. And then the inheritable on this tamer, which by the way, I haven't mentioned this yet, but tamers in this set, at least most of them, have inheritables so that when you digivolve them, digivolve over them with a hybrid, that hybrid has an inheritable effect. It's really, really cool. And it's why the security effect is in the main section of the card rather than sort of below the nameplate as we're used to on tamers. The inheritable is a nice way to dissuade aggression from your opponents. The fact that it's just a flat plus 3000 DP boost to your security Digimon with no hoops to jump through is also very nice. And that is it for part one. That's all the new red, blue, and yellow cards we're going to talk about today. I hope that this was helpful, and I hope it gives you a good idea of the cards coming in the new set. Now, there's going to be no listener question today because the episode is already very long and very late, but part two will be coming in just a couple days where we're going to talk about the new green, black, purple, and white cards, so stay tuned for that. And, of course, if you have any questions, comments, feedback, or concerns, you can email me memorygagepodcast at gmail.com you can join the facebook group memory gauge podcast you can tweet at me at connor efmg or of course you can join our discord server and links to all of that are going to be in the show notes of this episode and i am always happy to hear from you listeners new episodes of this podcast come out more or less each and every week so make sure that you're following us on the podcast service of your choice so that you can stay up to date and if your podcast service of choice allows you to rate or review the show please consider consider doing so because it helps people find our show and really helps us out thank you so much for listening this is the memory gauge logging out